the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Good morning. <clears throat> Beloved in Christ, greetings to all of you from New York, from everywhere in this archdiocese. I greet all the clergy present here. I greet my friends from many, many, for many years, <clears throat> and I greet the new people, the new faces I see today. Beloved in Christ, this is the day which God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is from Pascha, as you know, but we can use it any time. Every day was made by God. Every single part of our life, every aspect of our life was made by God. You were made by God. I was made by God. So everything good in this life was made by God. Because God is love. God is merciful. God is every beautiful thing we can ever imagine. The priesthood, the family, the health, anything else, look how beautiful outside is made by God. The snow somewhere else is made by God as well. <laughs> you know, in the West here for many years, it took me forever to teach some clergy. Like they used to call me, hey, Bishop, on the phone. Hey, Bishop. I said, look, when we call the bishop's office, we say, bless master, and we ask for his blessing, first of all, like to begin, to begin with the conversation. We don't say, hey, Bishop, and I have this problem, and I have that problem. We don't say that. You know, the Bishop is not a businessman. He is a father before anything else. And when we forget, as clergy, when we forget that he is a father, and I am a father, and every clergy is a father, when we forget that, something wrong. Something wrong. You know, the, the human relationship is extremely important. Before any business, before any, any talk about anything, the connection, the friendship, the family feeling, that means like a lot to God and to the church and to all of us. So today, today, preparing ourselves for the day which was made by God, let us rejoice and glad be in it. The, today, the proclamation of like 50 days before Pascha. 50 days. What to do in 50 days? What to accomplish in 50 days? Now people may be get scared because of that. When we talk about repentance, when we talk about we have to change, we have to change our attitude, 
we have to change our behavior, when we change our priorities, for example. No, 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 we don't have to scare anything. Here is not like the church is not calling us. When the church is calling us to repentance does not mean that we have to be scared. We have to be, to be rejoicing. We have to rejoice. Why? Because, you know, like, the church is calling us to healing. And who, who does not want like to heal? So today we heard in the epistle reading of St. Timothy that all who desire to do good, they are persecuted. Persecuted by what? By who? Thank God you don't have any civil war here. You don't have any ISIS. You don't have any, 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 anyone is fighting against us here, against our freedom. But the evil one is here. The evil one is within us. So although we have been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that original sin, you know, like is gone. But what about everyday sin? Who's going to handle that? Only the mercy of God can heal us from that. So that's why, beloved in Christ, in the church, we keep saying, Lord, have mercy. I am unable, in many, many ways, I am unable to help you. Now, the two and a half years from 2020, the pandemic started, and we've been in confusion. We've been in, in very hectic time and uncertain time. Many people, many clergy, if I have to compile everything I received from clergy and laity in two and a half years, it would be like a big volume. Some of them make sense, some of them not make sense. But I respect every question coming to my office. Believe me, most of the time, I am not a scientist, I am not a physician, I am not CDC person, I am not, I am not, I am not. I am just a father. And God has answered all these questions of the individuals. God's, uh, God's mercy is with us every single moment, not only when we are in the church, at home, at work, when we go for a walk, any place it might be like we are there, so God is there. So that's why, if you remember a few minutes ago when I said, Glory to thee, O God, glory to thee, O heavenly King, comforter, the spirit of truth, who art everywhere present and fillest all things, treasury of good things and giver of life, come and abide in us and cleanse us from every, what? You say stain 
or whatever I say, from every impurity. And save our souls, O oh gracious Lord. This prayer, we keep saying it, but whether at home or in the church or while we are driving the car. So God is with us. He is around us. He is surrounding our life. Beloved in Christ, let us, let us trust him that he is able to heal me, to heal us, to heal every individual. And this time is not like for judgment. Like Although we are talking a lot about judgment, he is the only judge. Although like when we have when we hear confession in the church, we are not the judges, only him. Two days ago in the clergy seminar in near Los Angeles, I gave my blessing to some priest to hear confession. I said, like you can watch it and you can hear it on the website. I said to him a few things. I said, look, you can read this book or that book or that book, and I recommended for him to read on confession the book of St. Nicodemus the Athonite. That is the most beautiful literature on confession. I said to him, read it carefully, study it carefully, but you cannot apply it to the people. The only thing can apply to the people's life is God's mercy. So we cannot read a book and you know, like every iota is against you or against me. This is not like the way. When someone comes for confession, to confession, so the first thing we have to have in mind how to help that person get out of that. And God's mercy is able to take him out of that darkness, that evil situation. So, beloved in Christ, when we say persecutions, we don't mean like physically killing us or killing each other. Somewhere else, in the Middle East especially, we never have seen peace in that area, at least my time. And my parents said to me the same before us, before me. And maybe grand-grandparents, you know, like their parents' parents, you know, like they said to them the same thing. So here, thank God, we don't have such a thing. But beloved in Christ, the war, the war, the evil snares, the evil attacks coming from within the person. So that's why. The church is calling us these days to purify ourselves. And believe me, it costs us nothing. Two and a half years of pandemic, you know, like we have become like lazy coming to the church. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about you know, like many places. Thank God here we have not seen it much in, in California in general, but in Canada we have seen it a lot. 
in, in some places now, they don't like to go to church because they watch everything on live stream. So the church today and every day is calling us to forgive ourselves, to give, to forgive ourselves. So when you come to confession, Father Nicholas or Father XYZ, they will forgive you. And God for sure will forgive you. But the most important thing, every one of us to forgive himself or herself. That is the beginning of healing. That is the beginning of like recognizing there's something wrong within my life and it has to go away. This is the right time to heal from pandemic and from any other compassion, if you like, from any other passion. This is the right time to respond to the church, what is telling us. Now we heard the beautiful lesson in this passage from St. Luke. Everyone humbles himself will be elevated. So the pride, the pride is the mother of all vices. Beloved in Christ, being prideful does not help. It helps maybe for a short time. Let us God. Let us ask for his mercy. Let us start a new chapter in our life during the 50 days. This is an opportunity for repentance. Everyone for us to change his attitude, his priorities, his behavior, his mindset. Let us embrace one another with love. You know, the Pharisee was like a big shot, the leader of the synagogues. And he was respected by everyone. God is not looking for that. God is looking for the purity of mind and heart. So let us come to communion with repentance. Let us com come to communion with preparation. Let us, you know, when we leave the church, we have enough time. Let us, when we are sitting at home, we think, you know, like what kind, what vices I have to take care, I, I have to get rid of. So we have now one priest, two priests, three priests here. You are blessed like to have many priests. So let us come to any one of them and help, ask for help. You know, Christian, Christian Orthodox is not like a label. It's not a label. It's a way of life. A way of life. Every day I have to mature. Every day I have to grow. I have to grow. Last night in Lampok, I said, don't expect any healing to take place in one day or in one hour or in one week especially when we talk about healing from the spiritual viruses. 
Now, this COVID-19 has scared us, has uh, turned our life upside down. What about other? What about other spiritual viruses? We don't talk about any of them. We talk. We only talk about COVID-19. Many, we have many, many situations. You know, now the government is, is divided. The church is divided. Look what's happening between Russia and Ukraine, for example. The clergy are divided, everyone with a different mind. The family is divided. Who's going to heal all that? Only God's mercy. God has blessed us with many, many gifts every day. And now you are blessed by having Father Nicholas. After so many years, he is ready to retire. And already retired. But he's not going away. He has more freedom now to use his time. He doesn't have to wait for the parish council as usual and to prepare the agenda and work. So he's free of that. But he is not free of the priesthood because the priesthood is forever after the office, the rank of Melchizedek. You know, like the day of our ordination or consecration took place behind the altar and we die behind the altar. So now it's an ongoing Father Nicholas passed to Father Simeon. He's young, well-educated, well-trained. He's ready to talk, to take over and to lead this holy community. Don't look that he has no white hair yet. <laughs> but look at him, like how much can help, how much can teach, how much can, can, can lead. Look at his talents, for example. God has, has given him gifts to share with you. So I support, as I supported Father Nicholas for many years, I support Father Simeon now and for many years as well. So beloved in Christ, let us pray for Father Nicholas and his family. And we thank him for all those years of godly ministry. You know, this holy community, to be honest with you, this holy community and Father Nicholas in particular, and you behind him, never ever gave me any headache. <laughs> he never complained about anything. He always shared with me the joy in the community. And I hope you will do the same, Father. 
So trust God. You have good people to shepherd. You have good people to sacrifice. You had good people to love. You had good people to, to, to lead. So you are blessed. So the priesthood, beloved, in Christ is something made by man, but the office, the office, you know, like ranked by, by the angels, by God himself. The priesthood, we need the priesthood. Nothing, no one can heal our situations but the church, the faith, the priest, the priesthood. When we have a healthy community like here, when we have a good shepherd, that is a blessing from heaven. So today, it's a joy for me to be visiting this holy community to say thank you to Father Nicholas and his family for all the sacrifices over the years and install Father Simeon as a new chapter a new chapter, a new blood. You know, beside everything I said, your ministry has to focus on the youth, spend more time with the young people. The whole seminar from Monday through Thursday this past week, I, I invited for the clergy three speakers to discuss and to train ourselves how to respond, how to respond to the youth issues. Everywhere, everywhere, they tell me, say, the youth are not in the church. How, you know, like how, how should we do like to bring them back? You know, the family is the answer and the church is the answer. You know, the old way when we used to yell and shout at our children, and I went through that as well, <coughs> won't work anymore. Now we have to listen. We have to listen to them. We have to dialogue with them. We have to instruct them. We have to guide them. We have to lead them. We have to show them, to show them. You know, now we have the social media that is the biggest disease in our life. One day I was invited by on my, my own family here in Los Angeles when they came here once upon a time. Ten people in the room, no one was talking to anyone. Everyone has his phone, even the little ones, you know, like where they were dancing and singing and whatever. And no one was talking to, to anyone. So I said, why, why did you invite me then? <laughs> so the people, especially the young people, are very you know, connected with the social media. You have to find ways and methods to bring them back, to, to draw their attention. <clears throat> We have a lot to do in the church. You know, the church, the, the, the prayer is number one, first priority in the church. 
repentance is like first priority. But we have something else to do, millions of things to do. So I pray for this holy community to grow more and more under your leadership. And don't hesitate to ask Father Nicholas, Father John Finley, Father John Brown, the deacons who are seniors to you, and don't hesitate to call me as well and ask any question. Like when anyone knocks on my door, he will get all the answers. All right? So, beloved in Christ, this is the time to say to God, God, Lord, I am obedient. Let it be your way. You know, if we receive communion without any preparation or without any repentance, it doesn't help. Now we have more churches, we have more, I mean more prayers, we have more services every day during this land, and let us do everything we can. I know that you have work, you have other obligations, you have any, but let us do our best being in the church because any little prayer you make here in the church can save you, can save, you know, many people around you. And we need that. My ministry won't be going well without your prayers and without other people's prayer. So, beloved in Christ, let us trust God and let us use this the 50 days ahead of us to make a big difference, a big difference in our life. You know, persecutions now in, 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 in this country, as I said, in the mind, in the passions, in the bad habits, in the bad, you know, like ways, in the maybe bad friendships, and we can name million and million of bad things. So let us avoid all these vices. Let us avoid all these, you know, things. And let us humble ourselves like, like we saw it. We saw it today. We saw it today. Pharisee and publican. One was rejected by God because of his, like, what he said. I am not like those people. I am better. I am this. I am that. The other one, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. This is the key. Have a good day. May God bless you and hear our prayers also.